Hi, it's Connor Svensson, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs, and this is your week in blockchain on Monday, the 4th of October, 2021. The highlights this week include Europe is now the largest crypto economy. Facebook is building a metaverse. Visa develops a CDBC interop proof of concept. R3 announces a DeFi token. Compound accidentally sends $90 million to its users. And DC Comics are giving away millions of free NFTs on the Ethereum-compatible Palm blockchain. This week in crypto, Binance has announced that it's going to restrict crypto offerings to Singapore users. So off the back of uh, regulatory pressures, the fiat deposit, spot trading and purchase of crypto through fiat channels, which considered regulated payment services, are no longer to be provided to comply with this regulation. It's not clear at this point whether they'll be offered via Binance's Singapore platform. However, the, the thing here is that off the back of regulatory pressures, this is the first time we've seen Binance stop offering some of its kind of core crypto exchange functionality. With, with all of the other regulatory pressures, it's come under what's typically happened is it's, uh, it's, it's not been able to be considered a platform that provides you know, financial advice and so on. Whereas this time, you know, what's happening here is they're actually pulling the plug on some of the core products. So whether it pops up on their Singapore platform or not remains to be seen, but it could be uh, you know, bad news for Binance in that respect. The crypto exchange Huobi has uh, ceased all mainland China accounts. So Huobi Global was one of the major crypto exchanges that catered for customers in mainland China. And it's said that they're going to actually suspend all Chinese user accounts later on this year. And they've already discontinued registration, but this is all off the back of our recent news where the People's Bank of China basically said that crypto trading activities were no longer going to be legal there. So it's um, certainly not unexpected so to speak, but uh, Huobi is one of the first major exchanges to actually react to this uh, this crackdown order. Also related to this, CoinGecko Coin Mar- and CoinMarketCap are now blocked by China's internet firewall. So CoinGecko and CoinMarketCap, they're two of the leading uh, sites for information about tokens and what's happening more broadly within the crypto markets. Uh, they provide lots of analytics and so on. And according to uh, r- results on the website greatfire.org, which is on an online tool which enables you to check which sites are censored, uh, it shows that these sites are no longer available. Moving on to Coinbase, uh, they've announced that they're going to be launching direct crypto support for paycheck deposits in the US. So what this basically means is that when people uh, get paid their paychecks, actually be able to deposit them directly into their online Coinbase accounts. And so this is something that they announced on a blog post in the last week. Uh, And the intent here is that it will just make it easier for people to funnel basically some of their paycheck directly into crypto there. You know, off the back of that, they could keep it in fiat. But of course, you know, why else would you put money into a Coinbase unless you wanted to actually put some of it in crypto there as such. The CFTC has fined the Kraken exchange uh, one one and a quarter million dollars due to them failing to register as a futures commission merchant and offering margin transactions in crypto. Kraken's one of the leading crypto exchanges. Uh, They're they're certainly, um, they're a very popular platform, not as popular as Coinbase, but uh, being you know another US-based crypto exchange, they certainly, um, they've got a lot of uh, users there. And you know with this, they offer a number of different products, including staking, but then also in this instance, basically, um, what, what Kraken had done was that um, they, they offered like these, these, these margin and um, high, high return types of products and futures and so on, um, but they, don't, they didn't actually register it as such. So it's more of a box ticking exercise on their side in that they didn't comply with 
with it um, because they accepted orders, money and property um, to, to margin transactions. And the CFTC claimed that this is uh, an illegal operation. So it's, it's a small slap on the risk for risk for them. Um, but of course, just, uh, you know, it just shows as well that, uh, you know, the increased scrutiny that these venues are coming under. Europe has become the largest crypto economy with over $1 trillion in transactions, according to a report from Chain Analysis. And so this is looking at the regions of Central, Northern and Western Europe. And apparently it's the most active cryptocurrency collection of markets, so to speak. And in the last year, they traded over $1 trillion worth of assets. And apparently this accounts for 25% of global crypto activity between July 2020 and July 2021. Apparently as well, it's been a hotbed for institutional investing as well, where the, the actual category of institutional investments had swelled to over $46 billion in June compared with just $1.4 billion in, in July. Uh, and the actual, the, the UK uh, is the single largest crypto economy in the region, apparently, with uh, $170 billion worth of transactions. And nearly half of all of this value was sent via DeFi protocols as well. So it's certainly a, a good thing for those of you who are based in the UK, uh, like myself, in terms of the, the fondness of uh, DeFi and different uh, crypto activity going on here. On another note, in the UK, the Bank of England, they've announced the members of their CDBC working groups. This is something that we spoke about you know, previously, that they'd basically put out like a request for contributors for people to actually sign up and provide feedback on their plans for CDBCs. And they've announced that they're going to be pairing up with a number of different companies. And so these include PayPal, Monzo, Starling, Checkout.com, Consensus, R3, Visa and MasterCard. Uh, there's the kind of the, the big names there. It's certainly great news to see all of these companies when he getting involved with this because between them they no doubt have a lot of you know very relevant expertise from an advisory perspective they're certainly well placed to ensure that the you know, the Bank of England you know, goes in a sensible direction with its CDBC plans of course this is something that's going to take years to actually come to market so to speak but uh, having people who are really at the forefront of um, fintech as well as blockchain will ensure that uh, you know, thinking about this in a pragmatic manner and uh, that you know ho hopefully it uh, can come to fruition soon Enter Surprise news, uh, Facebook has announced that they're going to be building a metaverse. And the key thing here is that they want it to be done uh, responsibly. Um, so M Mark Zuckerberg actually said that uh, the company is on a path to become a metaverse company. And they're planning to spend over $50 million over the next couple of years to make this happen. Uh, and they announced the XR Programs and Research Fund, which is a two-year initiative to fund their own projects and external research into the space. Apparently, they're working, though, with some some important partners here as well, which includes the Organization of American States, Women in Immersive Tech, and African organizations, uh, Electric South and Africa No Filter and Emissi 3D. And they're going to be consulting with uh, academic institutions as well. But the thing is, they don't want to do this all single-handedly. They want to kind of create something and that's ultimately, you know, other organizations and people get, in, get involved in. And they're, they're looking at some, you know, big time horizons here of 10 to 15 years. Moving on to our protocol news, Cardano has announced that they're investing $100 million in NFT, DeFi and blockchain education. They recently had the Cardano Summit and they said that they were going to be investing these funds towards uh, educating people on block, blockchain. Um, but they also want to ensure that uh, DeFi and NFT solutions are starting to get built out there and 
help you know drive the adoption there. Of course, it you know it, it makes sense that uh, Cardano are really going after this market. They're still the th- third largest cryptocurrency uh, by market cap, and um, you know a very popular blockchain. But they're still very early in terms of the technology they're providing. That they're, they're they've only you know re- released their smart contract platform recently on their test nets, and uh, they need to still go um, a fair way to actually you know prove out the technology and actually gain adoption there. So they're definitely one to watch in that respect, but they're, of course, nowhere near the level of adoption that uh, Ethereum has uh, in in this respect. Visa has announced that uh, they've created an interoperability proof of concept for central bank digital currencies or CDBCs. Uh, Apparently, they deployed a smart sample smart contract on Ethereum's Ropsten testnet as well here. They called this this, uh, prototype universal payments channel, which basically says how various blockchain networks can be interconnected to allow the transfer of CDBCs and how, of course, Visa can help with this as well. And so it's a, it's, it's a fascinating initiative to see because, of course, you know, Visa, given the volume of payments that they handle, uh, being one of the, well, one of the main uh, backbones for payment services, it's, it, you know, it makes sense for them to be aligned here. But uh, seeing them coming at it from the angle of CDBCs will no doubt uh, help, um, you know, cement their potential position in this, this new place. We've been talking a lot as well in you know, recent months about how hot the area of uh, scaling and interoperability of blockchains is as well. So, um, you know, coming at it from the specific use case of CDBCs there is, uh, is, is a smart move by them. Over in the DeFi, another note on uh, Cardano. Uh, they've they've got a stable, a new stable coin arriving on their platform. The idea here is to actually provide DeFi operations and avoid transaction fees. So they've got this payment gateway provider called Coty, and they're issuing this thing called DJED, which is a stable coin on Cardano. This stable coin is going to use uh, smart contracts to ensure price stability uh, and provide an instrument for DeFi transactions. So when, when you hear that, it kind of makes you think of MakerDAO on Ethereum in terms of, you know, they, they have their DAI stable coin and it's, it's basically using smart contracts and uh, investments into those smart contracts to actually help uh, control the, the the pegging to the dollar that, that happens with it. Apparently, you know, what they've said in terms of the research paper though for DJED uh, is that, that it's going to behave like an autonomous bank that buys and sells stable coins for a price in a range that's pegged at a target price. So again, you know, very similar to what's been said previously about uh, Dai and uh, Dai, of course, has got you know huge adoption. It's really proven itself as like an algorithmic stable coin as well, and you know, been been a fantastic innovation that's got you know wide adoption. So we'll see how uh, you know they get on with this on on Cardano there. But of course, it makes sense for them to offer something like this on the platform. R three, the creators of Corda, they they've announced that they're creating a regulatory friendly DeFi network and token that's going to be called Obscuro. So CordaCon happened this week, uh, which is their their developer summer and uh, apparently this is still in proof of concept phases um, but the the idea is is that it's a private permissionless DeFi network with its own token and what they want to make a lot of use here though uh, to, to do as well is when they talk about private and permissionless they actually want to build on top of Intel's SGX technology to ensure that transactions happen in basically happen on a, a, a secured hardware enclave so R3 have been working with Intel for a number of years on this technology. And so their their intent here is that you'd have, in effect, a network of nodes running Intel's SGX enclaves. And they believe it could reduce front running and DeFi applications um, because there's just going to be that privacy on the transactions that are going into the network. You can think of it as people won't have that visibility of transactions that are going in because they're going into an enclave and being processed there as well. 
But one of the other fascinating things here is that they actually want to um, support Ethereum on this as well. So uh, support Ethereum smart contracts um, in a similar vein of what you've seen on other layer two networks. And they'll provide like roll ups of encrypted transactions to some sort of management contract. So it seems like a smart move by them in terms of using this this hardware based enclave technology. Intel have certainly been big proponents of the power of it and trying to find really good use cases for it for a number of years. And um, for R3, I think what's fascinating here is that they're really pushing the Ethereum compatible angle as well. And it just speaks to why so many different companies now are creating their own layer two scaling technologies for Ethereum rather than trying to reinvent the wheel and provide their own blockchain network because so many people recognize the value of um, you know what's there with it. It'll definitely be one to watch. Other news, uh, there was a bug in, in the, the comp- compounds pro- comp protocol this, this week. So what happened was uh, roughly $90 million worth of their, their tokens, which are called comp, uh, after a, a smart contract bug basically meant that they got distributed to a, lo- a load of their users. And so these these comp tokens are used for governance by the compound protocol and they give people a say in the actual protocol. What happened basically was they did this this um, this update to this smart contract which distributed uh, these comp tokens to users of the protocol and there was a bug that basically meant that some users received far too much. Uh, apparently there was 280,000 tokens that were wrongly distributed and the thing was though the, the founder... Um, of, of compound basically got in touch to the communities saying this was on twitter said that anyone who gives back their tokens can keep 10 percent and uh and, and basically said for those who fail to comply um he said he, he basically threatened that it would be reported as income to the irs uh, if if you didn't uh you know, if you weren't a good Samaritan in this instance. So quite an aggressive message to put out there to users of the protocol that uh, because we've messed up, if you don't use, if you don't return the funds, we're going to come after you. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the you know, compound uses a decentralized autonomous organization or DAO contract kind of for its governance. And so the creators of the protocol, they don't really have, yes, they, they obviously provided a lot of the infrastructure and so on here but you know they're just another participant in the in the DAO governance uh, procedure there so by being quite aggressively wording you know, what they said they do to their users it's, it's it's not really a good way of engaging the community there especially when they're they're the ones that have messed up here uh, i don't have any information on uh, to what extent the actual tokens have come back there but it's certainly been an interesting development there the uh, dex aggregator one inch uh, apparently are going to be launching a separate american platform and so they've actually started geofencing IP addresses of people who are based in the US. Apparently, this is to support this launch of their new product in the in the in the US. And so they've recently closed the they closed the Series B funding round that was ended up being 175 instead of 70 million. And they want to use a significant amount of this to have a, a specifically designed US market version of the protocol, supporting institutional investors as well. And so one inch is the dominant decentralized exchange aggregator on the market accounting for almost two-thirds of the overall volume. Uh, MetaMask Challenger called XDeFi has secured six million dollars in funding to scale their next generation browser wallet. Um, they've got a number of big names behind that, including Almeda Research, Animoca Brands, uh, CoinGecko, and some of the other big DeFi users. And so the idea here is that it's another Chrome extension that will uh, provide the fastest possible experience for DeFi and NFTs, and they're, they're going to 
actually have native integrations with nine different blockchains, apparently, and their own gas pricing algorithms to ensure users never miss a block and so on and so forth. So again, I mean, this 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 market is definitely hotting up at the moment. So we reported early this year how MetaMask was... Uh, turning over, I think it was $100 million per month in token exchanges on the network. And they, they were generating significant fees um, that basically meant revenue for the, the the project off the back of it. And so no doubt lots of other people are now jumping into the market. But wallets as well on the, the for DeFi, it's still quite a clunky experience. So there's lots of opportunity for people who find ways to smooth out the user experience there to actually get traction. But it, it is going to be a challenging thing to actually move people off MetaMask, given that they've been quite embedded in the and focused on this whole space for a number of years now and you know managed to create a profitable business model off the back of it the gelato network which is a DeFi automation protocol they've raised a 11 million dollar series a funding and so this is a berlin-based uh, company that were found in 2019 and they automate tasks on DeFi platforms so this was a, ra- a round that was uh, led by dragonfly capital uh, and also had support from IDEO Collabs and Stanny from Aave. And so the, the whole idea of uh, automation on DeFi is it's quite a key concept because for those of you who've actually engaged with the DeFi ecosystem, it is quite clunky. There's a lot of uh, things that you need to keep track of yourself as well around you know your positions and um, things like impairment loss and these, these various other things, which uh, you know it, it, it's hard to keep up with. So these sorts of automation platforms are absolutely key for just um, streamlining the user experience for them. You already have platforms like Xerion that are well established too but again it's another area that's definitely hotting up in terms of the automation potential there. Moving on to NFTs, uh, Andrew Cronj the, the Yen Finance uh, creator he's uh, launched a new NFT marketplace called Artian or Artian, uh, not sure how it's pronounced uh, but the this is actually on the, the Phantom blockchain and apparently it's just like OpenSea. However unlike OpenSea they don't actually take any commission um, but it will eventually support the same token as uh, OpenSea and on Phantom it costs um, you know very little to actually mint NFTs they're saying a, a, about $1.30 and of course it costs a lot more on Ethereum um, and they store the NFTs on the uh, IPFS network like many of the Ethereum based NFTs and um, they're priced according to feeds um, from the, the, the Chainlink uh, network. It's all open source as well and the, the creator Cronj uh, does expect people to you know experiment with it and his his view here is that he's not trying to to sync other platforms but he's he quotes he likes to start fires though and kind of explore and see what's possible there so it's, it's it's always fun when you see people innovating and just coming up with new new ways to approach these existing uh, problems and opportunities that people have to tie in with the uh, the latest uh, 007 uh, or the james bond movie release uh, there's uh, an nft launch happening so vv which is a uh, mobile first digital collectibles platform has partnered with uh, Metro Goldwyn Mayer Studios or MGM to launch a series of NFTs from the James Bond franchise. And uh, the first ones are going to be tied in with No Time to Die, which is the latest movie. So people are going to be able to purchase collectibles inspired by the films you know, exclusively through the app. The, the exact date of this uh, is yet to be announced, but uh, it's, um, it's certainly a, a, a timely um, yeah, release there. The founder of Atari is launching or augmented reality NFTs on Ethereum. So this is... Um, the, the arcade OG series they're called, which is a set of Ethereum-based collectibles. And so in this case, it's going to be a 3D rendering of Atari games such as Pong, um, other, other things tied in with it. Um, 
like a, a, a an arcade game cabinet and uh, each uh, each each one of these nfts is um, more than just a clip though it's collectible and comes with augmented reality experiences that enables you to view 3d renderings of the arcade cabinets within any real world space and people can then um, actually you know explore it um, there and so each uh, nft project is spanning a number of different collectibles and um, they're, they're going to be available shortly so uh, another fun release that's happening there Mark Cuban and uh, Coinbase, uh, they're backing a platform called Eternal, which is an NFT marketplace for trading Twitch streamer clips. And so what they want to do basically is uh, Twitch is, is one of the big platforms for streaming of you know, gamers. And they kind of want to do what's been done with NBA Top Shop. Uh, where it's like legendary basketball moments but they they want to do it for you know legendary streamers of games basically so uh, it kind of goes over my head that 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 world a little bit but no doubt there'll be uh, some demand there because it's a massive industry uh, out there um the NFL have announced that they're actually partnering up with Dapper Labs to launch an American football-focused NFT market. And so this, no doubt, will look a bit like uh, the NBA Top Shot series and Crypto Kitties that came before it um, with an you know, American football-orientated marketplace as well. Dapper Labs, given the success they've had with Top Shots there, it's kind of a no-brainer that uh, they have a good ability to execute on this sort of offer. And so for fans of the uh, NFL, they'll no doubt be uh, fl flocking to this. Uh, Binance Charity, which is the first ever blockchain-enabled transparent donation platform, uh, they actually have come up with a very ambitious NFT tree planting project uh, where they're planning to plant 10 million trees worldwide. They've got a number of different people from the crypto industry involved in this, and they want to have uh, 100 uh, members by the launch date, which is March 2021, in celebration of the UN Day of Forests. And so the idea is, is that they use uh, NFTs to track how donors' money has been spent and record details such as the tree um, that's been planted and where that's happened and 100% of all donations will go to the project execution partners so again it's a uh, you know an another good initiative to see with um, you know if, if it's able to actually raise some funds that are you know having a positive environmental impact there um, certainly you know there's there's been a lot of criticisms of the nft market uh, and the power it consumes just and that's just because of the ethereum blockchain right now does use a lot of power but that'll be changing next year um, but in the meantime anyway all these sorts of initiatives are certainly you know great to see there for those of you who remember that the sims games uh, the creator of them is going to be uh, releasing an nft game so the creator of the sims was uh, will Wright, and he created like sim city and the the sins the sims and uh, what he wants to do is have a uh, video game project uh, this one's called proxy which is a simulation game driven by ai and uh, it's, it's the intent is to take players on a journey of self-discovery and discover in-game um, digital assets as well that they can own there'll be like user avatars and so on and um, people can ha have all these different nft uh, based game items in there as well so it'll be uh yeah another one to watch for those of you who are fans of the sims anyway certainly seeing this convergence of the the old and the new there ripple have uh, come to the nft party it seems as well this is a bit later than most but they've certainly got a lot of money in their coffers so uh you can see why uh, they've announced a 250 million dollar fund to support uh, nft projects on their ledger uh, and so this is for anyone who wants to build nft projects on it and they'll provide nft artists with marketplaces financial and creative and technical support 
um, and they've they've partnered with some other um, NFT marketplaces, including Mint NFT and Mintable, which actually Ripple is an investor in alongside Mark Cuban and some others. And so they're saying that um, you know they're obviously pushing their platform for it. Given that you know the whole point of Ripple was always about facilitating cross-border payments, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure you know w- w- what else is actually going on there other than people speculating on the price of the XRP token. Um, it's funny that they've kind of come in and said, "Yeah, we've got a platform for NFTs here," but um, you know, as with so many of these uh, these crypto projects, they've got a lot of money there. So if they're going to throw that out there, and no doubt that people will come to it. Twitter's head of consumer product marketing, they've released a video showing unreleased in development tools for users who want to have an nft profile picture uh, so this is something where they can um, select an nft as their profile picture um, and then they can connect a wallet using coinbase or metamask and then they can actually use an nft they own as a profile picture uh, and apparently though they there will be some sort of verification in there as well um, to show that they actually own it so that, that'll definitely be a fun feature as and when it's launched to see uh, you know what what people wish to put up there um, tiktok as well they've announced the nft collection that's going to have its top content creators partner with top nft creators and so these are tiktok top moments will feature six culturally significant tiktok videos um, so you're going to have people like Lil Nas X, um, Curtis Roach, Brittany Broski, uh, and they're going to partner with like Coin Artist, uh, RTFKT, Grimes, and others, and create these limited edition uh, NFTs that are tied into these videos. And, uh, another entertaining uh, drop to watch out for. And then finally, uh, DC Comics they've uh, got into the NFT action as well, and so they've partnered up with Palm NFT Studio to create a new line of NFTs for their upcoming D- DC like co- comic book. Uh, convention that they're they're having online and so this is going to have characters like batman wonder woman superman harley quinn and the green lantern and so anyone who registers for this dc fandom 2021 streaming event which is happening this week they'll offer they'll receive a free nft for it and um, they can also unlock additional nfts by sharing words via social media so what's fascinating here is that they're you know they're going to be sending out potentially millions of nfts here and so there's you know there could be a lot of people getting well getting getting potentially some pretty cool nfts because you know there's a lot of fans out there of dc comics right so uh it's it's one that people anyone can sign up to as well so it's gonna be a really fun way for lots of people to get some exposure to the space for free and it being on the palm blockchain as well means that there aren't going to be um you know fees for people to um do things with those nfts as well as long as they stay on palm there so yeah one you can sign up for for free anyway i I certainly did just because you know why not so moving on to our metrics uh the crypto market cap it's uh up just over 11% uh, to $2.1 trillion. Assets locked in DeFi are up a similar amount, uh, just under 11%, uh, just shy of $89 billion. Seven-day NFT sales are up a whopping 108%, uh, where we've seen uh, over $490 million of sales with an average price of $3,335 as well, which is an increase of 25%. That's all we have for this week. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. Also, like this video as well if you're watching it links to all items discussed are available on our show notes and on our website weekinblockchain.com we've also just launched a new podcast blockchain innovators where i speak to individuals who've made significant contributions to the blockchain ecosystem find out what inspires these people get their thoughts on the latest industry news and events spanning DeFi, nfts DAOs, iot protocols and of course crypto thanks and i'll see you next week